Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary. Uh, hey patrons, it's me. Uh, just a little, the, the dulcets are extra creaky right now. You know, it's creaky dulcet season, that's why. Uh, but it's time for Sleep With Me, the podcast you make possible. Thanks patrons. All right, hey everybody. So tonight's episode is a, a crossover or a tribute episode, more of a tribute episode uh, to the podcast. It makes a sound, uh, and uh, to to their new the new album, uh, Wim Ferrell's The Attic Tape, that just came out as I'm recording this. And if you haven't listened to It Makes a Sound, just open up your podcast app and search uh, It Makes a Sound and subscribe and listen. Uh, you can check out everything about the album and the podcast over at uh, nightvalepresents.com and just click on It Makes a Sound. Now, it turns out this podcast is fiction. So I don't like, uh, when I first listened to it, I, I, but, but my, so my mind is doubly blown. Uh, but the first season, It Makes a Sound uh, told the story of, uh, of Deirdre and her a ragtag group of uh, people. It, we'll find out a lot more about it in this episode, uh, kind of, but you'll be find out more by listening to the podcast. Uh, they, they had the only known recording of uh, this local legendary musician, Wim Farros, and a cassette tape of Boombox destroyed that recording. And there's a beautiful journey of them uh, sending out to re- recreate the music from memory. Uh, the music from the show, and then the music on the the album that just came out, uh, is uh, was written by Jacqueline Landgraf, the creator of uh, It Makes a Sound, and the writer of it, and Nate Wida, uh, the musical collaborator. Uh, and then they worked uh, to create this fully realized album uh, with Vincent Cachione, uh, and that's a resulting of the Attic Tape, uh, which we'll we'll talk about in the episode here. Uh, and it's available on Bandcamp and on iTunes. It also features uh, the cast members Annie Golden, who's been in Hair, Orange is the New Black. Uh, she played Norma. She was in the 70s uh, New York band The Shirts. Uh, Melissa Mahoney, who, who well, I don't want to ruin everything by over-describing it, but because if you haven't listened to the podcast, uh, you're in for a treat. Uh, the album was uh, funded uh, directly through listener support on Patreon, and uh, supporters on Patreon uh, got the digital album, and then the most dedicated supporters are going to get actual physical cassette tape. So I just want to give you a heads up, that, 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 and, and it, while I have you here, say subscribe to, to It Makes a Sound. You know, you just roll over. You don't even have to stop. You don't even have to pause the podcast while it's going. Hey, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's keeping you awake, uh, whether it's thoughts, uh, feelings... Uh, physical sensations, uh, j- so stuff you're thinking about, uh, physical sensations, you know, b- b- stuff in your body, emotional things coming to the surface or below the surface, you know, whatever's keeping you awake. It could be travel, it could be temperature, or thoughts about any of that stuff. It could be anything. I'm here to, to, to keep you company and take your mind off that. I think it's, so I got this safe place here, I'm making plenty of room. 
smoothing it, I'm patting it, I'm rubbing it down, I'm saying safe place. And what, 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 okay, what am I going to do? Oh, I'm going to send my voice across the deep dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders, superfluous tangents, you know, extra stuff. Go, you know, I'm going to go off topic. I'm going to bounce around. I'm going to be like a slow motion pinball machine, particularly tonight, because uh, that's where, uh, this crossover happens and at the unveiling of a pinball machine. You might even you know what a pinball machine is, so I may I'll even fill you in on that. Uh, not super important because it's actually a sleep podcast, so if you're new, here's a couple of things. I'm here to keep you company in the deep dark night because I've been there. But this show is very different than anything normally is. Uh, it's, it's outside the norm. Because uh, I would just, just just to design the show. So I want to give you a heads up and make sure you feel extra welcome and cozy. And because, uh, of course, you're skeptical. If you're new, you say, what is this thing? I don't, I don't, like, of course you don't get it. I, of course you're, uh, of course I'm, uh, you know, I could be mildly, uh, you'd say, I'm not sure about this. Okay, that's cool. I'm glad you're here because I'm, I'm just here to help. And it's an option, totally optional thing. So let me give you a little bit of extra information. That's what I guess that was my point. So the show, all told, is about an hour. And here's the structure of the show, because it's kind of a slow-moving show. Uh, kind of like uh, when you put, okay, not everybody's played games, video games in arcades anymore. But maybe everybody's familiar with vending machines. And so start, this podcast can kind of start out with dealing with the initial exchange if you're dealing with actual currency in a vending machine. Where you say, is this even, did this, is there, did it take that coin or not? Is it going to spit that dollar back out? So this show, I don't know what those two things have to do with each other. Actually, I was hoping to get a metaphor out of there. And now I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting to see. Before, that's what I want to, uh, that's what I'm trying to get to. I'm trying to get that before. Okay, I'll just wait. I think I, I think he took my money, but so so the show starts off structurally. Here here's a couple of things. The show starts off with a few minutes of business, and that's how we keep 300 high quality episodes uh, uh, going. Is uh, the business at the top of the show there? Then there's an intro to the show. Now normal intro is about two or three minutes. This show has an intro that really is, in some sense, uh, uh, magical in the illusion sense. It's, it's stretched out and long uh, to help ease you into bedtime. And it's also like a multi-use intro. So it, it takes me somewhere between 11 and 18 minutes to explain that this is a podcast to keep you company while you fall asleep. And the reason it takes so long is, I don't know, listen, like long-term listeners uh, seem to like it, but because you could also skip it. You could say, well, I'd rather just get to the part with the, uh, it makes a sound, a pinball machine or whatever you're, you're teasing here, story. It's okay, you could skip it to ahead about 18 minutes, it'll start there. But yeah, the intro is kind of a, ease you into bedtime, get you comfortable, it gets you, if you're new, to say, well, okay, let me try to explain this podcast in, in 
And I'm not trying to confuse you even more, but that ends up being the results. And then you could fall asleep. So some listeners will fall asleep during the intro. Some listeners wind down or it's part of their routine as they're getting ready for bed. Some listeners skip it. And then more and more people hear from them. They also kind of listen during the day uh, for a different kind of wind down, you know, during the day wind down. So there's really no long, wrong way to use it. Like initially, kind of see see how it goes. Test it out. Uh, and most listeners say it took two or three tri- tries uh, before I understood that the podcast is uh, it's uh, incomprehensible in a positive way. Ideally, you know that, that would be the ideal. So the structure show. Then so there's the intro that I'm explaining, and I've been explaining for four minutes. Uh, then there's this, uh, there's some business between the intro and the show, and then there's the, the, the story part, which tonight we'll be talking about. Uh, it makes a sound, and this uh, this uh, pin this in makes a sound, and, and pinball enthusiast I met uh, who made a, a dedicated a pinball machine to it makes a bespoke pinball. We'll, we'll get to it. And that'll be about 45, 55 minutes. And there's some thank yous at the end of the show. So that's the structure of the show. Here's the other things. You don't, this is the kind of podcast where listening is optional. If you choose to listen or you can't fall asleep, that's the main reason why it's optional. I promise it'll be mild and meandering. And it'll have superfluous tangents and me getting mixed up and then you know, filler words, corny jokes, uh, goof, you know, be, be, being a goof, uh, and that kind of stuff. Fr- friendly banter, of course. Oh man. I love it when you bring up friendly banter. You're so, you, you, you got me. Was that, I don't know if that, that was my attempt at, attempts at friendly banter. You got me there. That wasn't friendly banter. You totally bantered me on my fail banter fail. Oh, you holy. But, uh, so, uh, what was they saying? Oh, it's, oh, you don't need to listen to me, but you can. So you could kind of turn down the volume to whatever you're comfortable, uh, or just kind of listen. And as I tune out, you say, okay, well, Scoots isn't making a whole lot of sense here. It's a, well, it's a pleasant enough tone. And every once in a while, he's, you know, I can, I can see, uh, if I, I, I do like pleasant banter, so... So you don't need to listen, but there's also no pressure to fall asleep. The reason the shows are structured and complete and say it has a long intro that's new every time and then a new story it comes out twice a week is, uh, and the shows are over an hour, right around an hour. So you don't have any pressure to fall asleep. You got plenty of room. You got plenty of episodes ready to go as backup. I'm here. It, as much to put you to sleep as I am to keep you company while you fall asleep or to be here to take your mind off, off of stuff if you can't sleep. Uh, so whatever one of those works for you tonight is how I hope the pod, you know, that's uh, the, the the role I hope the podcast serves. Uh, and I guess I was trying to make a metaphor about pinball, which in some senses isn't too hard because uh, for me, I like playing pinball but by no means am I skilled at it. And there are like different ways to say, you know, I think there's a pinball rankings, but I play it for fun. I say, well, I kind of like it. I, I more like it because the games are, uh, they're different than arcade games or video games. And they have this rich, usually the, 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 the better ones have some sort of story 
And then they have a limited amount of things you can do, but the things you can do, they're kind of hard. And a lot of things, times you do one thing, it causes another thing to happen. So a bit like those, uh, whatever those things are called, where you say, well, crack, like Pee Wee Herman built, you know, like Pee Wee Herman's kitchen or whatever, where you crack an egg, then it leaks, uh, and, you know, that makes the donut, you know, go around uh, so that you get your breakfast on time. Uh, I forgot what those are called. Like, uh, but, you know, eventually I'll remember some kind of machine. And I don't know. So I just like them. So I'm not good at it. And then the ball's rolling. I find it soothing and I can, I find it fun. Sometimes I don't, I don't find it. I find it a little bit, uh, it doesn't work for me. And some days, you know, I'm, I'm, I say, well, I'm not, I guess I'm not consistently. Some days I say, wow, I'm really nailing it here. Really feeling that left uh, flipper. Oh, so pinball machine, just in case. So, so there's arcade games, which are like video games that you put quarters in or money in. Or now you go to these video game restaurants or pubs or museums and play them. And the pinball machines are the ones that actually are physical machines. So they usually have a ball in there and you flick it with flippers and stuff. Uh, so yeah, very sleepy stuff. I mean, we say, what, what's the most, what are the top 10 sleepy things in the world? Oh, pinball machines uh, for sure. But yeah, if you slow it down, the rolling of a ball. And in this case, uh, it, it's more steeped in this person's interest in fandom. I always find fandom very soothing. And the depth of details that uh, absorb fans and what they fixate on. Uh, so that, that's really what tonight's story will be about. It's a, a, a fan of pinball and it makes a sound. But if you're new, the podcast is here to keep you company while you fall asleep. It's that simple. Because I, I like I, I have trouble sleeping, and when I do, it can it's not all you know. It's tough to kind of break up whatever it is. Uh, that mechanism that starts grinding or churning, and then you say you go from it being a benign thing where you say, "Well, I just want to get to sleep," to being more aggravating. I guess and not to not to use an intense word, but that's pretty low on the intensity meter. Uh, so I guess that's it. I mean, the main thing is if you're new, give it a few tries. That's what everybody says that listens. I'm working on a version of the website. Uh, so if you if the show doesn't work for you, you're listening right now, and you're like, oh, no, I don't I don't think I like this podcast. Or, you know, the, you go to, uh, but if you still want some help, uh, uh, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thanks. Or no thank you. Either one should work eventually when I get around to making it. And that'll give you some other resources to check out to sleep to. Uh, because, you know, I've been there, even at this podcast, because it doesn't work for everybody. So that's those are some options. Uh, I mean, the main message is I really appreciate your time in checking the show out. Uh, and uh, I really yearn. I really hope I can help you fall asleep. Uh, thanks again for coming by. And here's a couple of ways we keep the show going. All right, so everybody, this is a kind of interesting tribute uh, to it, it Makes a Sound, the podcast, which you can listen to. And if you're still with me, just open your podcast app, subscribe. This, it's a very bingeable podcast if you're into that. You know, listen to the first three or four episodes and, you know, keep listening. Uh, just to recap, though, It Makes a Sound is kind of a story 
about a ragtag group of neighbors led by Deirdre uh, who are in search of music. Uh, they, they have a cassette of uh, Wim Farrow's uh, only concert in known existence, the brilliant Wim Farrow's. And they set out after that cassette tape. Well, oh, wait, wait, I can't say it. Like, uh, so, so that's the journey of the show. I was going to tell you more. Maybe I did at the beginning. Uh, but they took the music from the journey of the podcast. Uh, those are songs uh, by the writer and creator of the podcast, uh, Jacqueline Landgraf, and uh, collaborator Nate Wida. And uh, they worked with... Uh, uh, they took like a, sketched out the songs and uh, then made an album. So not only can you check out the podcast, you could check out Wim Ferrell's Attic Tape, uh, and you could do all of that at nightvalepresents dot com, and then click on it makes a sound and how to subscribe to the podcast, how to become a patron of the podcast, and how to get the album, which you can also search in in your in Apple Music and stuff. Uh, uh, but so I had this interesting experience. So I'm going to bring on actually a creative, so such a creative person. And they go by two pseudonyms, Bill and Wimfan92. And they have a very interesting uh, past or creation. They're artists. They're actually working artists. Uh, but they're a private artist. They make a, it's an interesting thing. Uh, Bill uh, Wimfan92 makes art for, for themselves and for patrons, uh, individual patrons, I believe. Oh, no, it's just the patron. It, the patrons just support Wim making this art. But, okay, so, anyway, okay. It, different to Patreon, like, uh, we're talking about, you know, whatever, uh, one patron. So, but it, let's not get distracted, as they usually do. So I was at a pinball museum, and I guess I'll let Wimfan Bill talk about because I don't want to out any of the thing. But basically, you know, a lot of times they joke about the word bespoke, but it also means handmade, uh, handcrafted things. And I don't like it, but I guess this is different. Like, but but it, it applies in this case is like you have pinball machines. Now those are kind of not mass manufactured, but they're manufactured. They still are made. They're still popular and uh, not as popular as they once were. But so they're made by companies. Now, what Bill does is Bill buys old pinball machines that are still working and strips all of the branding or, or whatever the game once was or if it's already kind of partially faded. And Bill makes these one-off uh, games dedicated to other things. That, of course, because of the privacy we don't even know the other games that Bill has made, uh, but probably pretty rad. Uh, but so we were sharing, we, we connected over, it makes a sound, but th- that's a little short and long of it. And eventually Bill, like, uh, we, uh, we talked and Bill said, you're making an, it makes a sound, a, a pinball game. And it makes a sound pinball. It, it would just be, it makes a sound, but it's a pinball game. And again, I may not be using all of it because Bill's kind of rolling Bill's eyes. But because of the nature of it, uh, I think, you know, Bill says I I won't be able to see the game or play it. But Bill's going to go and record. uh, Bill's going to take it over and describe the game to you. Uh, But I was so I basically I'm doing the setup. uh, 
in, but I think, right, Bill, like after you get to know my audience, you're totally going to let me play, you know, get play the game a few times because also Bill, once the game's played and I think pictures are taken and given to the patrons who supported the creation of it. Uh, but it's like uh, the game goes out of existence. Uh, so it's kind of like a temporary thing. And Bill wants to know that he Bill did this before ba- the whole Banksy shredding thing. But I, I think that's kind of a kind of a, a big, there's a genre of artists that do that. But Bill's, in, I mean, talk about cutting edge art. You're not gamifying, you're, you're, you're not gamifying art, you're art for gamification or something. Okay, so I better turn it over to Bill while I still try to build this rapport. So this is Bill, WimFan92. Bill's going to walk you through. And believe me, this is like we, we did a, a rehearsal yesterday. It's going to be like a top of the line sleepy stuff because Bill's like, uh, we're two birds of a feather. So without further ado, I'm going to turn it over to Bill here. Uh, hi everybody. My name's Bill, and, and as Scooter kind of said, I'm here. Uh, thank you for having me on, and I'm going to describe to you. Uh, it makes a sound, and one of the main uh, things that you know, we Scooter and I met at a pinball museum, and we we bonded over the, the great, amazing journey of Deirdre and Cody and Rod and Mom. A journey of discovery that takes place on the podcast, and I don't want to. This game is not plot, super plot based; it's more of a tribute. Uh, but it will give away some things, but it won't. I don't think it'll spoil anything as you listen to Deirdre's journey and uh, the rest of the family in, in a broad term. Uh, their pursuit of assembling the Wim Pharos, uh, the attic tape. And so, like, uh, but basically what Scooter said is fairly accurate. I build, uh, I don't build pinball machines, and I'm not so much a mechanic uh, as I am uh, someone that takes a game and rebrands it or reimagines it. Uh, so this is built on a, a, a previous game, and that game is kind of remains a mystery, too. And one of the most important things for me is the first sound you would hear along with the art uh, associated with it. So the first sound when you pull the plunger is uh, Deirdre saying, it makes a sound. So anytime you shoot the ball, you hear that. And that's the most powerful uh, through point for me. It's the way the episode started. It's the way the game starts uh, because there's this uh, enthusiasm and joy with just a, 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 a tiny amount of, uh, because you're thinking of the tree that falls in the forest, it makes a sound. Uh, so there's just a tiny amount of humanity, drips of humanity. I mean, there's a lot of humanity in there, but you know what I mean, if, especially if you listen to the podcast. And another thing I have, especially when I'm doing something that I very much care about uh, in a soulful way, is they don't want to capture any images. Uh, the interesting thing about the, creating the pinball game and podcasting is even though pinball, you're physically there, it does involve a level of theater of the mind, even though it is a visual game. This particular game, I have invested a lot of energy in, so it also includes uh, uh, like smells as, as long, uh, along with a lot of sounds from the game. Uh, some of the art on the sides of the game in the back, uh, 
uh, which would be the, the big of the back panel art, uh, are usually the most impressive. And those are, are, are his art from uh, uh, the mural in Wim's room with the, uh, the octopus, uh, Diane Sawyer, some of the images from like Halloween with the blue pumpkin. So, I'm like a bit like Scooter. So the whim, Whim's mural is kind of streaming out of the bedroom in some sense. It's just my, like, so you have the fa- pizza phases in the moon. Uh, you have kind of the political stuff like Ross Perot. Uh, you have the Sculler, Sculler and Moldy stuff, uh, Sc- Mulder and Scully stuff. Uh, the squirrels. With, so, so just a lot of stuff that you kind of disc- like a, uh, is my tribute and my reimagination. Uh, then we have some, like, one of the sides of the game is kind of a tribute to a little bit about Deirdre and what we know and Mom and Rosemary Hills in the background. And I, the ideal thing is that, that, that then the other side of the, the panel is like, a, one side is, well, I guess I don't know if Rosemary Hills technically had a heyday, um, but so Rosemary Hills in its current state and the right side. And then, you know, stuff uh, like, uh, just stuff that came up with your, just the newspaper article, the troll grotto, the fence, uh, the idea of the attic, uh, music, like uh, music boxes and snow globes, uh, you know, a lot of the different candies that came up. So just, just like cool stuff. And then some of that play field has uh, some of that art too. And just stuff from the show, little, um, Cookies, I try to do the like glow sticks. Uh, again, like the Kool Aid, these are also going to be smells that will come up. Uh, and I know it like, uh, but also the, another thing that's important to me is when the game, so there's the art of the game, and these are kind of weenies to, 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 in a sense, originally to draw you in to play the game. Uh, that people have all, some people have always stopped, not had a chance to stop and soak in, and especially now with. The, the 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 uh kind of um, unfocusing effects of nostalgia is, I guess a neutral way to put it uh people missed out on what they had uh and so they appreciate it in a new new different way you know people always see the past in a different way than it was but it was a lot of cool art to take in and it was tactile and stuff like that so there's the physical art then there's the when the game is not being played the sound art. Uh, so a lot of that is like different sounds that were important to me. Like uh, there's the hum of the light in the attic. Uh, there's wind sounds, and I have them all cross faded. So in a long, very long, randomized. Uh, it's not a loop. It's because uh, there's uh, digital equipment in there. Uh, but so there's like mom shuffling, a lot of stuff with mom, peacocks squawking, calling, baby monitor turning on and off. Uh, because uh, Cody, like, definitely the zap, uh, it was the AP of Cody, uh, the tape sound. Some of these are in-game sounds. Someone using the clapper, even a little bit of a clapper ad from the TV show, a beeper going off, uh, and different phrases mom, mom used. Uh, and then every once in a while an instrument will come in, like the piano. Or uh, banjo, tambourine, flute. Uh, sometimes co- some things. Some those would be cookies if you were actually just listening to the game. A lot of Cody quotes. 
And then calming voices of Deirdre and Mom. I, I like to have. Uh, so just a lot. Just 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 another thing uh, that originally would have been to draw your interest to the game. Uh, it becomes a part of the immersiveness of it. Just in my opinion. And again, this I'm not actually. I try not to use any pin, pinball jargon because I'm not a pinball mechanic. Uh, I'm just someone that says, huh, like I do, just was something I've been doing for a long time is uh, I did it a few times and someone heard about it, even though I didn't tell, tried to tell, not tell anybody. And then I was lucky enough that some individuals uh, that were in a position to do so financially said, we'll just, we'll just pay you to keep doing this. Uh, and you don't have it. We don't, you know, we're not, we're supporting your art and our appreciation of your art, not public arts. And I know very few artists like uh, get to achieve. I know Scooter does it, but in a more uh, spread out and public way. But a lot of times it comes up like uh, uh, when people Scooter said, "Well, how can you afford to do this?" And I said, "Well, I'm lucky." Uh, but do, just just because I don't know, I do like he said, make it sleepy. So you had to answer these basic questions. So that's everything. So I will get into the the next part or the rest of the episode of me kind of being covering playing the game. And I'm just trying to think of anything else that would be helpful. Because uh, as Scooter said, I think this is really sleepy stuff. It doesn't have a lot of jargon in there. Uh, but it is more of a theater of the mind experience uh, in a sleepy way when you're describing pinball. As people have told me, they said, okay, maybe I should just come play the game. And they said, well, you're not allowed to actually do that. Uh, so, you know, law, the other games I've made that I have shared with people. Um, a couple other features of this game. As I said, there's smell vision. There is a bubble machine. Uh, those are rare and probably impossible to make. And then also with it, now this is because I, I am a supporter of WimFan92. I do have my own copy of the album. And since I'm the only person that gets to play this game, they did create a mechanism that if you do complete the finale, finale task of making all the sounds, the, the game will eject the cassette tape, uh, uh, or tribute cassette tape of, of the real album, uh, Wimpharos the Attic tape. Uh, so that is the goal of the game. And the game, all the games they make are paid games. Uh, like they do cost me a quarter, and I leave the quarters in there. Uh, and then, you know, what happens after that is, is what happens after that. And, you know, I do try to play the game to conclusion. I do try to have a little mystique around it and say I only play it once and then the game goes away. That's not necessarily true. But uh, so, yeah, I don't know. And I don't know if Scooter could do this with his bedtime story thing where he just charges whatever. I think he said a joke on the show where he said a hundred grand and I'll tell you personal bedtime story, a hundred grand per story. I don't know if that pricing's uh, great, but it's, uh, you know, his art is probably worth it. And then he also taught, told me that he was going to do a, a, for wealthy customers, warm their bathtub, human warmed bathtub. I said, well, that, I don't know if that's art. I mean, it is art in some sense that someone would think of that and do it. Uh, but, you know, once. Okay, so let's get down to the uh, rules in the you know game. So the object of the game is to, to follow the Deirdre, Cody, Mom, and Rod's journey uh, in It Makes a Sound. 
and to bring the songs and the sounds and the music of Wim Farrow's to life and recreate the attic tape. And if you accomplish that, you have to complete uh, all these different tasks that we will go through. Uh, you complete and actually eject and get your own copy of the attic tape. Uh, the setting of the game is Rosemary Hills, uh, present day. Uh, I think that's it. Uh, and then let me run through the play field, and then I'll run through the different games and, and levels and stuff. And yeah, there are blueprints and stuff, but uh, okay. So the um, so so a pinball machine is uh, especially in the last, it, it, it can be very. There's a lot of different things, but lots of games rely on multiple ramps. Uh, hidden shots, and then a kind of big feature, which in the theme park world would be called a weenie. Uh, and a weenie in this game, which I'll get to as I go around the play field, but that's more, the big thing is it's not in the center of the play field. It's in the upper left corner. Well, not quite the whole, total upper left, but on the upper left uh, playing part of the playing field is a boom box. And it's actually a box just so it can rotate uh, 360 degrees or 90 degrees or 180 degrees. Uh, as part of different games, uh, which you'll see. But that's the biggest feature. Another bigger feature that pulls your eyes in is a water tower feature that's part of a multi-ball uh, purple velveteen diary. Okay, but let me run through it. So on the right-hand side is a plunger, which if you pull back, uh, the ball will travel actually upwards on a, a silver uh, ramp uh, and the ball will then drop down on a kind of catwalk, which is similar to uh, what would look like a uh, roller coaster thing for the ball. And if you shoot it really hard, it will go out uh, all the way to the top right corner of the game. And there's a couple different shots you can do. There's a skill shot where you just give it enough energy to drop through the hole. Then it rolls down and drops it right at your uh, right flipper. And that would be the skill shot where you're supposed to hit the boombox, which we'll talk about. Uh, otherwise, it goes up to, to the thing, which we'll get to. So that's the, the uh, uh, entrance to Rosemary Hills is what I call it. And then there's a right outer loop. Like most of the games have a left loop and a right loop that goes around the entire a loop around the back of the play field, which if you hit the ball in the right way, it'll loop all the way around. And that's part of something. Oh, then we have another secret feature, which is a troll grotto, which is on the right, kind uh, of on the right side of the upper center of the play field. And that's actually something that pops up uh, in like a secret thing. It pops up, it has the USA troll in there uh, to look like it's going to catch the ball and the ball can go in there and then it's like a trap door type thing. Uh, behind that is our, our right side ramp, which is the stairway to the attic. And it's a ramp that goes up from the right side of the playing field to the upper left side. It curls back around and goes to a catwalk, which actually recrosses the playing field and drops again to the right plunger or the right uh, flipper. It also connects with the left ramp, which we'll talk about. It's more of a center line. Usually there's a left. Sometimes there's three ramp games. This has a center ramp, which is, I call it the left ramp. Uh, I don't know why. Um, then there's a, a, a usually a spinner feature in a lot of games. This one is a pinky rewind or a tape. It kind of has a j j animation of a pinky rewinding. 
and it triggers the sound. Even though I guess these are detached, it does trigger the sound of the tape going haywire. And that's part of a game. Then there's the center ramp, which is uh, the entrance to the clubhouse. Uh, then games have bumpers. A lot of times they're called jets now. Uh, so these are called, these are the peacock jets. There's three bumpers. They add some randomness, some scoring. They're part of games. And one is Park Song, and the other two are, are the original peacocks. Uh, above the, the bumper jets are the are three lanes, which uh, uh, is where if you don't do the skill shot, the ball will come out. It can randomly go down a lane. One of the lanes would be light, lit up as a part of a, not a skill shot, but a more random thing. And those lanes are uh, piano, flute, and tambourine. And again, they have sound effects and little... Uh, Pictures to mark that. Uh, behind that, behind their lights is a mirror, which I call the attic mirror. And because this, a lot of this play field is obscured, you can't really see the lights unless you look in the mirror. But it also adds an element of kind of uh, like what Rod and Cody talked about, about in regards to mom. Uh, so you say, well, uh, oh, wait, it's a mirror image. Uh, behind, like underneath and to the right, uh, so. Uh, to the left of the, the peacock jets is a lock for the diary, which is actually a, like a, there's a ball behind it. It, it, it. It's just made to look like a diary lock. Uh, even though I, that wasn't exactly part of the story, I thought it was important to me. Uh, then there's also this uh, purple di- purple velveteen diary that's you know next to the lock, and that's part of a game. Uh, then we have another loop uh, that kind of goes in between um, the two ramps and then around the back of the boombox, and that's the Cody Cody uh, boombox loop, uh, and it, that one's related to when Cody plugged the boombox in. So there you see a cord, and the cord has a, like an effect of uh, uh, an energy effect because Scooter said keep it sleepy. Then we have the boom box again, which you'll see it, it has other faces on it other than the boom box uh, that we'll talk about. Then there's the Rosemary Hills water tower. It's made to look rusty, and it has a. It's part of a multi-ball game. It has actually a magnet in it, which sucks up a, a, a ball, uh, and then sucks up a second ball as part of triggering. So it's a pretty cool effect. Uh, and that's so that's also part of a game and also it rocks uh, when it's not when the magnet's not turned on so that's cool and then yeah there's the ball it starts with no balls hanging off it but when it's activated you get two balls there and then the third one would activate the multi ball and again in, in a real pinball situation this would be a real maintenance issue i think uh then we have the left outer loop. Uh, we have the catwalk that I talked about that's just to carry the ball from the ramps. Oh, the, the center ramp for, for the uh, clubhouse entrance merges as uh, the uh, stairs to the attic head to the left. Okay, there's another round of play, another level of the play field. Um, uh, so in the center of the two flippers is the uh, shoot again light, which again turns on if you have like extra ball or when you first start out uh, to give you a little wiggle room if uh, something wacky happens so you don't lose your game right away. Uh, again, in front of that are some lights that are monitoring if you're making all the sounds and going through all the games. Uh, 
Uh, then there's the actual sounds you'll be making, which again is just terminology that'll make sense in a little while. Uh, but these are bigger squares uh, that are light up, and they have images associated with the different games. Uh, then we have the attic tape, which is a yellow with purple writing, uh, and that's like it, it, it's it, this that says the attic tape it, again. Uh, yeah, I'll talk more about, it. But, but so that one lights up uh, when you're in the final part of the game to release the actual Wimferos attic tape. Uh, above that is Wimferos, but it's circles with all the letters of Wimferos' name. And that also looks like a tape label in purple. Uh, uh, purple. Above that are Epoch, another set of letters as part of another game, something I thought was important to me. Uh, there's another, uh, uh, this thing, it looks like a clock, because uh, that's what it once was, but it's a, a way to keep a track of uh, the song list, one through nine. Uh, then there's this sign. Th- this is just a label in the play field uh, that goes lit up when you're trying to trigger the uh, Purple Velveteen Diary multi-ball. Uh, there's different locks uh, on the different loops. If you're locking multi-balls, those, those will be a lit lock. Uh, there's another one uh, when you spell Epoch. That also lights a lock uh, to, to trigger uh, a multi-ball game. Uh, in between the peacock jets are, are lightning bolts because they were already there, and I thought that was cool. Like when the power goes out and stuff, uh, those are there. Um, then there's uh, little uh, d- d- other diamonds uh, shaped things that are supposed to be the candy. Those are really small lights. Uh, ideally, I wanted them to be the different candies. Uh, then there's a light that says start finale, which would be to start the finale making the tape. There's an extra ball light for when the, like you would go up the left uh, loop to, to, to get an extra ball. Uh, there's another lock. Uh, there's another uh, spell Wim Pharos, uh, uh that after you spell Wim Pharos, if you do that, you get a, that's part of that. Uh, then each, uh, like a g- kind of gutter where if you, uh, it, when the ball kicks out, of the, 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 that the ball could go down. Sometimes those are lit special, which could give you a special thing. So that's that's a play field. So let's get into the um. So the skill shot is when you open the game. Deirdre says it makes a sound when you release the balls. Also, when multi balls start and the balls are shooting, uh, or you get a big jackpot. Uh, just because I found that very cool. Uh. But so the opening sh- shot has you entering Rosemary Hills, a uh, shooting ball, uh, kind of so randomly will select a bonus. It could be, these aren't super important, but, you know, 10 million, 2x combo, uh, start making a sound, 20 million, uh, add a song to the song list or a random bonus, like X times your end score. And when the ball gets to the right plunger, then you have to hit the boom box and you get the skill shot. So it's kind of like a, you have to get the skill to plunge it with the right amount of speed. So it drops. And then you also have to, um, cause you, oh, if you hit it too short, it'll kick out, like there's an automatic kick to kick it all the way, uh, to, to the top of the play field. So if you're short on your uh, skill shot, it's it, just enough. But so if you, you then you just have to hit the boombox on the first try. Okay, so that's um, theater skill shot. Now these are all the like things you the tasks you have to complete to get to the finale, which is uh, 
so you can get the attic tape released. So there's uh, spelling Wimferos. Uh, shooting the ball in the left lane when Wimferos is lit will add a letter uh, to Wimferos's name. Completing all of the letters of Wimferos will start the Wimferos hurry up. Uh, it starts at 50 million. And you could collect the value by uh, shooting it into the boombox, uh, uh, which will have spun around and be an open cassette tape, uh, 180 degrees. If you hit a peacock uh, bumper, uh, you you will get the value will go up, uh, even though it's ticking down, it'll go back up. If you complete this, uh, you, the hurry up uh, after you spelled Wimferos, then Wimferos uh, will be lit. Uh, and that task will be complete. Uh, the next task uh, is the EPA. Now, these tasks can be completed in any order or, sim- you know, kind of simultaneously. EPOC, uh, E-P-O-C-H. Uh, complete all the letters in EPOC uh, to light the uh, inner, uh, the co- oh, no, the Cody loop, uh, plugging the boombox in for a lock. So you uh, then you, uh, by shooting up uh, either ramp, uh, so up to the attic or into the clubhouse, you add a letter uh, to Epoch. Uh, after the second ball is locked by doing that Cody loop, uh, the trunk will spin to another side, which is the coaster. And uh, hitting the coaster, which has a magnetic thing on there, so it'll pull the ball to the center of the coaster. Uh, that will lock the ball there and hold it, and it'll start the multi-ball. And one ball will shoot out of a troll grotto, one ball will come down to your plunger, and then once those two balls are in play, that third ball will drop off, the magnet will stop, and the ball will fall into play. And just triggering that multi-ball, then you just have to do one loop or one lamp to get a jackpot, and then that will light the epoch lamp, uh, and that uh, task will be completed. Okay, then there's the full song list. Uh, this is the clock on that side. You're just looking to advance the, the song list to all nine songs. Shooting, this is, happens in the, the right loop. Uh, uh, it can advance the song list towards nine songs. Each two shots uh, advance it uh, one song. Uh, when the... Uh, when when it reaches nine songs, it's time to record, and a timer starts. So, like you have your studio time, you got to get everybody in there. You have to have the music. Uh, this is an imaginary thing, you know. And what you have to do is uh, again shoot the ball into the the uh, boombox. Will turn 180 degrees. Uh, the cassette tape will be open, and you you have to shoot the ball into that open thing nine times. Now, I do give you a randomized, uh, like, a shoot-again thing uh, just to try to give you a chance. It is it isn't, uh, it is doable, uh, though, to do it nine times because it is one of the few shots you can probably figure out. And it's kind of, like, put at a really friendly angle. They even kind of beginners, like, it's just like the one spot on the playing field that most people were likely to shoot the ball even by accident into a lot of times. Not all the time, but. Okay, so by doing that, you, then you've lit the song list and that task is completed. Okay, so now we have the bulk of the games. Uh, uh, this is called Making the Sounds. So there's eight games. Uh, 
kind of correspond, not exactly corresponding with episodes, but uh, there's eight different games or steps to making the sounds. Uh, they're all located in the center of the game as uh, individual lights. Uh, so hitting the boombox when it's in its original boombox state, uh, you're slowly lighting the three candy gems or pieces of gum or whatever, a gusher's gum. And uh, then you're trying, like, if all three, so you, each time you hit it, one gem is lit. Then on the fourth time, you'll start making the sounds, and it'll randomly choose uh, one of the one of the sounds to be made. And so these are the ones. Uh, the first one is open the purple velveteen diary, or shorthand is open the diary, and uh, you have to... Uh, uh, sh- shoot out to the, the lock for the purple velveteen diary and hit it each successful uh hit and now there's a digital display on the, the the backstop of the game and animations again associated with the game this time it'll like go through the diary like looking like you're shuffling through the pages of the diary you also get 15 million points each side you each time you do that uh, and, uh, you do, you just have to do that. that, that then you've completed, uh, opening the diary. Again, this will also have sounds of, uh, Deirdre talking from the diary when it's shuffling. So again, uh, very immersive. Uh, the next game is called Into the Attic. Uh, during this game, you will, uh, go up the right staircase into the attic, uh, and it's how many trips to the attic. So the light will hum, you'll hear wind. And it's like uh, you, you need to make nine trips to the attic uh, to kind of create, you know, nine's kind of important. Uh, and it's, it's to, to, to create the whole song list. And each time the thing, now there is a random challenge in this game and in, in, during this game and a couple other ones uh the power will go out at randomized uh, times. Uh, it's just a random number generator. It's pretty fair, and it's pretty short. But if if it just happens to be at the random time, like your plungers won't work, uh, or your flippers won't work. So uh, it j- just adds a little bit more difficulty. But also I balance that out with uh, adding some shoot again so that... Uh, like not a two for like in a ratio that felt fair to me. Because a couple times I was imagining if Cody was playing the game, and then I was like, "Well, I could set a setting for Cody." Okay, the next game is uh, Trick or Treat in Rosemary Hills. Uh, as you go trick or treating in Rosemary Hills, uh, uh, you also might sneak through the fence. Uh, again, some of this is just trying to imagine myself in the world a little bit. Uh, each time you hit the boombox uh, during uh, trick-or-treating, you, you get a treat uh, or a trick, which is just a, like, uh, uh, I don't know if I should, so one would be Wim's Mask. The other one, even though it's not on Halloween, is like the kids saying K-I-S-S-I-N-G. Uh, then there's ro- the tricks are the candies that Deirdre doesn't like, Rolos that Deirdre doesn't like, and the treats are like the twist, you know, the good, good, good candies. As well as the candies that were were in um, the 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 the, 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 uh, the that were in the Tupperware. Uh, so so basically, you just you, you just have to hit this one uh, three times. But you, if you hit it more, you get more points. Uh, because I said, well, 
I don't know why I picked three. Okay, this next game is uh, Pinky Rewind. So there's the Pinky Rewind spinner. You're trying to rewind and save the tape. So the digital display will be related to that. Uh, and uh, so, like, uh, all you're basically trying to do is, like, uh, uh, spin the tape enough until it makes so it's like uh, it just depends on your speed but again there's a number set in the machine uh, that'll trigger the next sound effect for the tape to go wrong then you have to spin it again to eject the tape and press stop uh, and hopefully ideally one day you know Rod can fix the tape or something I don't know but uh, yeah, so that's like just what you like. Uh, that one's pretty, you know, it's not, uh, it's a little bit harder for shot again. I guess they base this also on the shot difficulty. So it's more of a time basing, but really, if you hit it two or three times, you'll be good. I mean, I guess the last one is just performing on pressure because you're just saying, stop it, stop it. Like, uh, and then it's like uh, this tension music. Uh, so that's the one. Next one is uh, Dances with Trolls. Uh, basically, you, you've got to d- dig up the time capsule, or Deirdre and Cody do. So again, this is something that didn't necessarily take place on scene. And then go through, uh, w- like, with everybody, what was in the, the vault. This one does include a, a digital game. Uh, so when it first starts... Uh, you're digging, like, with your left and right flippers, but it's pretty easy and straightforward. It's just for fun, and nothing, you know, nothing really happens. Uh, uh, but then, basically, what you're trying to do is sh- shoot the ball up Cody's loop. Each time Cody will get a little zappy-poo, and one item will be taken out of the, um, and, like, you'll hear uh, Rod describing it, uh, uh, the opening of the different items. You'll also hear, you know, the stuff like when Co- you know, Cody maybe borrows something. And basically this one, it's, uh, uh, this one is five shots associated with Epoch, even though it doesn't have anything to do with direct with Epoch. That's why it has five shots. Uh, so it kind of doesn't matter. But if you keep going, you'll get everything and even the newspaper. Uh, along with like uh, like just just everything, so that's it's cool. Um, yeah, it's ten million per item, and then uh, twenty five million if you get uh, all the way to the newspaper we- the weaving article. The next one is Rod on the banjo. Uh, you're basically helping Rod help, uh, and uh, Rod's there to assist everybody. Uh, but why don't you assist Rod? Each shot you make, uh, you're supposed to do this one. You're going up the attic staircase again, uh, just symbolically. But each shot up the attic staircase, uh, Rod will say something helpful because you've helped Rod. And this one has a lot of smells. So there is the cinnamon toast smell. That's the first one because I thought it was extra special. There's also the cleaning smells. There's also Rod joking with Cody. So just a, just a, a little bit of a Rod, Rod playing the banjo also the whole time. Uh, there's even a cookie in there, like depending on how long you go, uh, that you can make Rod stop playing the flute. Uh, so we're pretty proud of that one. The next one's Cody's drum solo. Uh, this also includes a digital game. 
which is a Ninja Warrior master, but with uh, Rod teaching Cody a life lesson about mom. And so this is like a this game, and again the game the game can also be unlocked uh, in uh, like uh, like uh, anytime you do go through Cody's loop uh, three times, it'll unlock the game just in case you like when they're not in a play gameplay mode. Uh, but basically, Ninja Warrior Master is a digital side-scrolling game uh, where you're the Ninja Warrior Master, and you're, you, there's only two buttons, like left and right, on your flipper buttons. Uh, and one is to jump and one is to move backwards. And you're basically like Mario or something, trying to jump over the other uh, the squirrels in this game because they thought women would think that was funny. Or acorns. Uh, but so, but to, at different random times, which uh, flipper button does which will change. So one will make you move back, one will make you jump up. You're always moving slowly. Uh, it's endless scroller or whatever. So you're always scrolling a little bit. Uh, but it's just a fun little game. But then you're basically uh, you're trying to get Cody's drum solo, which you can do in two ways. You can go in Cody's loop, which will just do a fast drum solo, or you could go into the Peacock Jets, and then Cody will do different drums, like based on the Jets. Uh, and uh, basically, you, you, if you do 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 uh, either one of the tasks three times, uh, you'll unlock you'll lock that level that you've completed it. And okay, so that's uh, Cody drum solo. The last game is uh, like called Clubhouse. Uh, part I, I was going to call it Party at Clubhouse, uh, but then I just saw Clubhouse because there's two trips to Clubhouse. Uh, but first, of course, the first one is the original party. So they have like uh, sound. This one you can trigger the bubble machine. Uh, just so you know, there's also sm- there's a bubble smell, which is different than making bubbles, as, I, as I've learned. Again, you get a pine saw, Windex. Uh, oh, peacock poop. That's another smell. Like uh, if you hit uh, the peacocks, if you hit the bark song bumper first, and then the other two peacocks. Uh, It'll also release that smell randomly during the game. Uh, but so this is uh, where it all started, basically, at the party at the clubhouse. And so this is the fourth side of the boombox, which is also uh, a uh, like the, the original coaster. Uh, and I, I wish I had a, the more advanced technology to have it slowly fill in, which would be my dream. Uh, but it's kind of like, uh, basically, this is when Wim is. So if you hit it once, uh, you'll hear Wim crack. It goes to Pepsi, uh, Crystal Pepsi. You'll hear Mom talking. You'll just hear different things from the party that we know about. Also, there's a randomizer in there. But at some point when you hit it, you could stop uh, the other kids from saying K-I-S-S, women, uh, Deirdre in the tree, K-I-S-S-I-N-G. And uh, each time you hit it, it blows bubbles, which I thought was cool. Oh, there's Blimpy's, the sourdough bread smell is another one mixed in with that game. So those are the, the other the games. Uh, uh, so I think those are all the games. Then there's a Troll Grotto game. Uh, this is a separate thing. Uh, so the Troll Grotto will pop up uh, at different times. Uh, uh, when you've activated it, 
because uh, there's a center targets uh, that will uh, open the troll grotto. Uh, also, like going into the like this is during the game when you're not playing a game, like an open play. Uh, going in, into the clubhouse will open the troll grotto. I know it's unrelated. Uh, and then shooting into the troll grotto after that uh, will trigger different things or images like uh, uh, about Wim from the podcast. Uh, like the Chrysler Baron, like uh, trolls dancing That's on the digital s- display. That's my favorite thing. Uh, trolls debate, different things, even some stuff I guess fan fiction because they said trolls doing this. Yeah, but there's a lot of different things. This way, you could also, like, during this game, uh, like, different prizes will be awarded. So you could, like, the extra ball. Uh, there's one where you could, uh, uh, like, uh, it, uh, like where you have to make it in the tape. So these are just, like, like mini games almost. Uh, uh, just because just, 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 Troll Grotto is a cool feature. And also, Troll Grotto is, like, for a lot of multiballs where stuff kicks out. Um, yeah, what else? Okay, so then um, there's also the different lock loops when they're lit. Uh, the ball will disappear sometimes, like it'll go around and it'll be caught in a, a secret lock. But there's also locks on the diary lock, which uh, ties into locking balls for multi-ball in uh, the water tower. Uh, but when you lock a ball, it, it will add a ball um to one of these multi-balls uh, that are possible, like the Epoch uh, or uh, the Open the Diary multi-ball or the Water Tower multi-ball. Okay, so when the right lane is lit uh, for Open the Diary multi-ball, uh, a right loop shot will uh, 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 try to open the diary. Uh, and then, like, if you hit the ball, like when it's when it says... Uh, like, you basically have to hit the lock, and each time you hit the lock, if you hit it three times, then it'll trigger that multi-ball. But the right loop is the one that gets the multi-ball awards. Uh, that, that, that Again, you have to do that one. And then the water tower multi-ball is very similar. Like, if you hit the water tower, uh, like, over the course of the game, which is kind of almost by accident sometimes, uh, if you hit it nine times, then the magnet will turn on. The next time you go to hit it, the ball will actually get sucked up into this water spout that I added. And then the next shot after that, the water the ball will go, again, not during any game play. This is just during open play. Uh, but then it'll be, another ball will be magnetized. And believe me, the magnet can barely hold those two balls together. It wasn't originally how it was designed. And then a third hit uh, will start the multi-ball where those two balls are released, so all your balls will just instantly be in play. But anytime, you also get a shoot-again thing. So if the balls all go down the thing, then the balls will start shooting out the troll grotto. And on that one, it's, it'll just score a lot of points. So any ramp or any loop, you could score uh, jackpots on that one. Okay, so once all those are done, uh, we're on to the grant. Like, so after you've completed all those, so the two multi-balls, Spelled out epochs, spelled out Wimpharos, completed all of the sounds. Maybe I forgot something because I'm overwhelmed, but um, uh, you're ready to release Wimpharos attic tape, which you should definitely get. It's so cool, man. 
but after making all the sounds, uh, you're ready to release uh, Wim Farrow's The Attic Tape. Uh, and uh, Wim Farrow's The Attic Tape uh, will light a shot. Now you have to, what you have to do next is kind of specific. You have to shoot into Cody's loop uh, to plug in the boombox, which kind of started the, like the loss of the tape started the making of the tape. Uh, then you have to hit all four combinations of the box. Uh, so you have to hit the boom box. Then you have to shoot the ball into the boom box, which will call the ball, cause the ball to kick out of the troll grotto. Then you have to hit the coaster from the party. Then you have to hit the magnetic coaster. Uh, then uh, each one of these adds a letter to Wim Farrow's, uh, by the way. Uh, then uh, completing the rest of the things is kind of open. Uh, for the rest of the letters of Wim Farrow's, I don't know what we're at. Uh, I guess I don't see it in my notes. Uh, uh, but again, if you do like go into the attic, go into the clubhouse, do the right loop or the left loop. Uh, if you go up into the bumpers, uh, again, the bumpers are more triggered by a number. So you have to get a 22 bumper uh, hits. Uh, that'll unlock that. Uh, I think that's everything. I'm trying to think of anything else. You basically, you, you'll win the game. I mean, there's other simpler stuff. Uh, but I really just wanted to make a game because I really just adored the podcast so much. And just there's so much, uh, when you listen to it, or you, if you already listen, you know. There's so much to connect to. There's this uh, joy and depth of uh, uh, things that exist other than joy in, in it. And, it's funny, it's fun, but there's also a lot of other stuff going on. I think a lot of us get connected to, like, Deirdre and Mom, and also, like, what Cody brings and what Rod brings, and say, okay, like, uh, you know, sometimes you're all of those people, uh, and I don't know, you know, it's a lot, like, uh, they say something about returning home, I don't know, whatever they say about it, and then when you think about Rosemary Hills uh, and returning there, and what do we, we know, we like, uh, what we know of Deirdre and, uh, this is not easy, you know? And like, uh, so I just thought it was a beautiful thing and I want to make a beautiful thing about it and just something, I guess, so I could feel closer to the story yeah, personally and have some fun, some extra fun. I mean, I wish uh, like I said, I could play the game with, you know, Deirdre and Cody and Rod and mom. I think they would like that. But unfortunately, like part of the deal with the people that uh, support my art is that I can't. Uh, it's like I'm making it for them, but really making it for me and for 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 everybody who makes a sound. And so, yeah, I just want to thank everybody. I want to thank uh, Jacqueline and Nate and Vincent and Melissa, uh, Annie, Anya. And, uh, you know, everyone in Night Vale presents, uh, like uh, Joseph and Jeffrey, uh, Christy, Adam, Vincent. Uh, I want to thank uh, Carl and uh, uh, Jonathan and, and Chris Posty who all helped uh, Scooter out. And, uh, yeah, and I guess Scooter's going to say some thank yous and some good nights. So thanks for uh, listening to my uh, game. Thank, uh, good night, everybody. Make sure it makes a sound. Uh, don't forget that. Let it live in your, you know, remember Wim Ferris already. Good night.